Live from the Acres Broadcast Center inside East Stadium, this is the Husker Athletic Director Show with Trev Alberts. Sports Nightly is presented by the NDOT Highway Safety Office, who reminds you to buckle up and put the phone down. Snap back to Casey. Has some time, takes a deep shot down the field, looking for Trey Palmer. He goes out, he makes a catch. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Nebraska. And Wisconsin, right side swing, Weatherington. She stopped. Rick Alec gets another 16 season high blocks, 23 9. Evans awaits the snap. Good snap. Huskers come after him and block the ball. It's picked up by Hartsock. Malcolm racing to the 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Nebraska. Malcolm Hartsock picks up the ball. Blocked by Chris Kalarvik. And Nebraska has a special teams touchdown. Back row roll shot from the DS. Kirshen. Here come the Huskers outside set. Kubik, kaboom. Woo-hoo. MKT, Matty Kubik time. Simon gets the snap. Steps, throws, pass is intercepted. Picked off Brandon Moore with the INT at the 32-yard line. Out of baby Pam. What a pick. Huskers take over. Huskers scatter and set up the offense. Quick attack back to Alec. Kaboom! Set and match, big red. Here is your host, Greg Sharp, on the Huskers Radio Network. Thank you. Welcome to our monthly sit-down with the Huskers Athletic Director, Trev Alberts. If you want to be a part of the program tonight, we encourage that. 402-413-2400. That's the number to call. It's also the number to text if that's your preferred mode of communication. We're in the middle part of October, second bye week. It's been kind of a long season at this point in time. These night road games, Trev, they wear me down. (laughs) Well, they they wear a lot of people down, and I think it's because we're getting older, know, But I think we all got back about uh, 4 o'clock in the morning after the Rutgers game and more like 2 o'clock in the morning uh, this week against Purdue. But, you know, just uh, really, really proud of our team. You know, proud of the leadership on our team, uh, proud of the fight of these young men, and uh, really want to salute uh, Mickey Joseph. Really proud of his leadership uh, during a, a challenge time. I've, I've really enjoyed watching, uh, you know, our coaching staff uh, stay unified, had a unity of purpose, and, uh, you know, the players have really bought in and are fighting. And uh, I know Nebraska fans are really proud of, of our football team. And, and uh, as you mentioned now, we're going to, you know, be moving into some really challenging games. I think this bye week really came at a great time for our team. You know, it's one of the benefits of having that difficult game. You know, we all remember the, the hard travel going over to Ireland and coming back. Well, here's the benefit. So we get this second bye week where obviously you know you're not going to get totally healed in two weeks but lots of bumps and bruises for our team and so a great chance again to regroup as we go down the stretch run back-to-back home games coming up right. with illinois we found out yesterday 2:30 kickoff it's be nice to have kind of a traditional <laughs> kickoff time and you've got a handful of tickets left you're not done but you're close right with tickets yeah i, I kind of want to clean up a little bit there was some other reports uh, maybe a couple weeks ago that uh, you know a donor stepped in bought all the tickets and were sold out the reality is we're you know not great in some of the details of our communication we did have an interested donor who did purchase tickets but it was it was really for the vet ticks program as well as um, the red carpet experience and so we've been doing that all along we've had interested donors who really have a passion of supporting young people and and those from marginalized communities who ordinarily might not have an opportunity to experience Husker football but we do have tickets available we don't have a lot I'm really proud of how our fans have responded but we've got between two and three hundred tickets available 
for sale for each of our remaining home games. So I'm confident that we're going to be sold out, uh, but there are tickets available. And again, we just remain really, really grateful for those uh, supporters and donors who care enough uh, about the red carpet program and vets and others to support uh, an opportunity to, to get those individuals within Memorial Stadium. Very good. Back to, to Coach Joseph. Are you meeting with him regularly, talking in communication, seeing what he needs to, to help him get through the end of this season? Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I kind of carried on that tradition. I think it's really good, um, uh, especially with football, all the things that are happening. Um, once you get the game over, not immediately, but usually Sundays at 1 o'clock, Mickey and I um, have our general meetings and we talk through areas and, and challenges. And, and uh, you know, you want to be really careful. I mean, you don't want to be giving too much. I'm sure that Coach Joseph is getting a lot of recommendations. Uh, the reality is I just want to be a resource for him. Um, I want to uh, be supportive and helpful where he thinks. Um, but but he's done a great job in leading himself and uh, just really proud of, of, of where he is and where the rest of our coaches are. And it's tough to be one of the other assistant coaches. This is an unsettling time in their yeah. life, but I feel like they're locked in. Their concentration, they're coaching kids, they're working with the players a lot. I, I, I think the entire staff's doing a really nice job. Well, I, I totally agree with you, Greg. I mean, this this is a situation. You know, th- th- these aren't. These aren't fun transitions, you know, and when you really think back to when that decision was made and communicated, there's a real opportunity to do one of two things. Either not have great leadership and chaos ensues and there's lots of drama. Um, You know, this staff has not allowed that to happen. And I also think it's a reflection of the type of young men that Coach Frost recruited. Let's be honest. There's a lot of character in our locker room. There's a lot of good leaders um, who desperately want the same thing. And so just been really proud of of, of the football um, unit or team, I guess, the total team, as you point out. Um, you know, this is a, a group that's together that's working very hard to represent our university at a high level. Kind of, we need some depth at linebacker. You got any eligibility left? We're kind of getting beat up there a little. Well, I've, I've, <laughs> I've watched those guys play. I want nothing to do wow. with, with what those young men, and you know, feel terrible for Nick. I, uh, I love that young man. I, I'll tell you what, um, really, really smart football football player, physical football player. our defense is going to miss Nick, and um, hopefully we can get Luke back. Mm-hmm. You know, not sure where he is, but uh, you know that's part of what happens in football, and particularly in the Big Ten. This is a very physical league, and it's never going to be easy. But this is a great opportunity. We've seen young men step up before uh, when needed them. You know, Malcolm out there at corner. Uh, love to see little thirteen run around making plays. So fantastic. You know, uh, you, you worry about uh, Nick. He. Uh, I talked to him a little bit, and he said, still have a great chance to lead. I'm still a captain, and I'm still going to do my part. And that's the type of young man he is. You mentioned Ireland. He got hurt there, worked his way yeah. back from that one, and now the second injury the other night. That was yeah. tough to see. All right, 402-413-2400. Let's head to the phones. Let's go down to Missouri. Frank, you're going to lead us off tonight. Good evening. You're up with Trev. Uh, thanks for taking my call, guys. Sure. Hi, Frank. And Yeah, hi. How are you doing? Good. I just wanted to say that that this coaching staff has showed a lot of spirit in jumping down and patting the players, and I think they really have brought them up a long way from what they were. And another question I have to ask you is: the Tom and Nancy Osborne complex going to be closed after we get the new facility built? That's a great. It's a great comment and a great question, Frank. And I I, uh, I thank you for for noticing that. Yeah, the the passion. 
and the energy of our coaching staff, as we were sort of alluding to earlier, is uh, is really at a high level, and I think that's really important for those young men. You know, relative to the Tom and Nancy Osborne um, Center, uh, that that's part of all of our process as we start to think about moving into the Go Big project. You know, we've got an executive committee that's working very hard uh, to look at, as we've talked about. Memorial Stadium modernization plan and we've talked a little bit previously about you know some of the Board of Regents approved process to allow us but it's not just Memorial Stadium the reality is we have all these backfill opportunities within Memorial Stadium like the Tom and Nancy Osborne Athletic Complex where a lot of those functions are going to be moving over to the go big so you know I think it's big enough and it's challenging enough that it's beyond uh, my capability and so we're gonna we're gonna engage the best and brightest um, I've got an internal team of our own facilities folks and a committee working on making some recommendations to make sure our executive committee understands. I really want to do the best we can to have as many of our staff together. I think part of a great culture is keeping people together, seeing people. That's why that training table is so important. When all of us can come together, there's people coming from Devaney, coming from the Hibner Soccer Complex, mm -hmm. coming from across the street and development and ticketing. We all come. We need to be together. We need to see each other. And that's going to be an opportunity for this whole strategic plan around the stadium to see how we backfill some of those opportunities. So don't really have an answer for you today, Frank, but um, given some time, hopefully we'll be able to have that for you. You pleased with the progress of the go? Are they on schedule? What What are you hearing? Yeah, really pleased. You know, I mean, uh, there's with any project this size, you know, there's some natural challenges that, that we're working through, but uh, the team is working really hard. I think we're uh, still on schedule to be able to get football moved in there that's the you know there, there's some timelines that are really necessary there and if, if people get a chance to come by the stadium and if you just come over here on the east side you can really see it sort of taking shape I mean it is it is a massive project and um, really excited how uh, the impact it's going to have not only on our football program but all of our student athletes this is going to be a facility that I I truly believe, Greg, that we're going to have the premier development facility in college athletics. Wow. That's what our donors have, have brought. Obviously, that comes down to people, and that's going to be really important. But from a physical component, based on where it's located, the size, the capability, the technology in it, we're going to have an opportunity to really develop at a high level. Crypto King in our YouTube stream wants to know what you can do to keep Trey Palmer for another year. He's had, he's had a heck of a season. I don't he? know, but I, I'll tell you what. Um, he's getting to the point where, as you watch the season go, and you know, I, I like to watch body language a little bit. When you're out there on an island as a corner and you look up and you see Trey, you know, I mean, that's got to be the most uncomfortable feeling. But I remember way back, um, you know, prior to Mickey being named interim coach, he was a wide receiver coach, and uh, you know, he was very confident that time. He said, in looking at the Big Ten and and looking at, I mean, there's great players, great corners. Don't get me wrong, but really felt like we had an advantage with Trey. That um, you know, I think people really, um, I think they miss calculate his speed. I, I don't know if it's his gait or what, but he uh, right now, he's uh, they're having a difficult time covering him. He runs great routes. He's got great hands. And, uh, you know, he's been a great teammate and really proud and, and grateful he's on our team. You were talking about tickets for football. How, 
we're on the cusp of the basketball season beginning. In fact, the men open Sunday at Pinnacle Bank Arena. The women have their exhibition game a week from Sunday. How are we doing on ticket sales for basketball? Just doing extraordinary. And again, just so grateful for our fan base. Um, and I can report that we've sold right at 11,500 season tickets for men's basketball. Uh, in addition, we've sold 274 six-game packages. So that's, that's a lot of support. And then Coach Williams, better come out and watch this women's basketball team preseason season ranked in the top 25. Uh, they're right at 3,200 season tickets and they've sold 162 five-game packages. So most of those seats for men's basketball are in the 300 level, but still you know, um, some introductory pricing available for both of those programs. And so I think people can get access to those programs at prices that are really uh, a great value for families. So I'd love to have them come out and, and see those programs. Your last show, you announced that you were going before the Board of Regents to allow alcohol sales at basketball games. It right. got approved by the regions. Everything on, is it a go for the games coming up here in the next week or so? You know, we still got a step or two. I think I think the city council approved it. They and did. at this point, I think, Greg, where it is, it's with the mayor. We've got a great partnership with the mayor and uh, confident that we'll get through that final step. And if we do, then uh, we'll be prepared and planned to move forward uh, with those sales at the first exhibition game against Shadron for men's basketball. Great. Fantastic. Yeah. Something that was really sad for the whole Lincoln community was mm. Tom Lorenz, who has been the only one who's run PBA since it opened, tragically passed away a couple weeks ago. I know he was a good friend to a lot of people in this community. You know, tremendous amount of respect for Tom. The, the way he ran his operation, the way that he demanded the people underneath him run their operation, the professionalism, attention to detail. There was no better partner for the University of Nebraska than Tom Lorenz. And just on a personal note, you know, when, when we were, when I was in Omaha at UNO and we were working through our process, someone made a recommendation that I come down and talk to, to Tom Lorenz. And I think it might have been Regent Tim Clare. And I did. And I reached out to him. And, you know, just the he immediately responded and he spent nearly a day with me and our team just telling us what he had learned about operating Pinnacle Bank and what some of the challenges are, what mistakes not to make. And so clearly uh, just a first class individual, um, Tom is going to be really missed. And there was a huge shoes to fill and uh, grateful for for that family and, and very sorry uh, that we've lost Tom. Very good. 402-413-2400, the number if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, moving forward, time to tell you to buckle up, put the phone down. A reminder from the NDOT Highway Safety Office. A lot more with Trev coming up. Back inside our Huskers Radio Network Broadcast Center, which is sponsored by Acres, the Midwest premier John Deere dealer, supplying the equipment and service to advance agriculture and much more Acres solutions for every field. We're here with the Athletic Director for the University of Nebraska, Trev Alberts, 402-413-2400. There's some news that's popped late this afternoon. Uh, USA Today had filed a FOIA, Freedom of Information Act, against the athletic department to see some of the metrics in Scott Frost's new contract. And the, the judge here in Lancaster County has issued a verdict saying you do have to reveal that. What can you tell us? Yeah, I, I thought for a variety of reasons that, you know, it was in the best interest of the university, you know, not to. Um, and so university chose to uh, to challenge, you know, that lawsuit. And, and as you mentioned, the, the judge uh, uh, ruled that not in our favor. And so I think we have seven days to, to release. You know, so it really, really isn't a, a huge secret. What I wanted from Scott, and we talked about a lot, was incremental progress. And so what Scott and I had talked about is we needed to get to a bowl game and not a back 
walking into a bowl game minimum of six games. And so if we could win six games and get to a bowl game, then we could sort of revert back to, you know, his original contract. And, and so we'll, we'll release those. We're not going to appeal uh, this. I thought it was um, important and more of a sort of an HR type of personal improvement deal. Obviously, the judge... Uh, Viewed it differently, so we'll we'll be releasing that uh, in the in the appropriate time. But uh, I thought it would be fair on on the show tonight to just make people aware. Um, that's the extent of what those metrics look like. Is um, I, I wanted I wanted to see improvement. And I thought it was a minimum level that we get to a bowl game and win at least six games. Is there something similar that would apply to Fred Hoiberg, your men's basketball coach? No, there, <laughs> there isn't any document that um, even exists with Fred. Fred and I, it was more verbal. Um, that's what my intent was with Scott as well, and I think it was more comfortable for Scott to have something in writing, and so we went down that path. But, you know, as an athletic director, you, you have these kind of conversations all the time, you know, with every one of your coaches. Um, you have to establish what the expectations are, and, and, and you create goals together. And uh, so, um, but that's uh, that's kind of where we are on that. It'd be nice to put that behind us and and uh, and move forward. And and uh, so, uh, I guess our fans can be looking for some communication, both you know, in, in our local press and then maybe even national, about what the the actual metrics were. Okay, very good. Let's go to the phones up to Omaha. Kathy, you're joining us next. Good evening. Hey, good evening. How are you? Great, Kathy. How are you? Yeah, good, good. So my question has to do kind of in the realm of media and the good life videos that I see on Twitter, I just love them. Well, great. So, yeah, but what I was wondering is it's only about football. Could we do girls or women's volleyball, bowling, the softball team? I mean, that would be great. Yeah, so it's it's a great great question, Kathy, and and th so all of those um, there's a specific video production team, uh, in, you know, creative media within football itself, and so you can kind of see what are the, I'm sorry I'm I'm not very what are the little things in the corner of all the the the, the bugs right little bugs well no you know how we have the helmet for football with our and then graphics, it's the Huskers the graphics the watermark the watermark. Thank is you, that Jessica. it? I don't know what it is. <laughs> My point is, you can kind of tell where there's a coming from based on on that. Those. So, Aura uh, in our football program, who works specifically with football in creative media, those those are being created through our football program. And so, I, I but I do think Kathy has a great point: is could we not take some of that thinking and extend it? Um, there's a there's a massive effort and investment at the University of Nebraska in that creative media area, and uh, uh, we've got a, a football-specific group, and then Nick Burkhart within athletics. Those two work together and collaborate, and uh, perhaps a, there's some area to continue that integration. And they do a lot of videos with all the different sports. Oh, they may not just be labeled the good life like the football right. ones are That's kind right. of labeled. That's right. So, and uh, and but some I, really creative things that they put out. It, it really is. They, they do such a great job. Yeah. You know, and and uh, it's it's some of the best stuff that comes out of our department, frankly. I mean, those yeah. those are some creative young people. Very good, Kathy. Appreciate. It. Thanks for the phone call. Let's stay in Lincoln next and talk with John. Good evening, John. You're up with Trev. Hi. How are you doing? Um, Great, John. I'm in my late 70s, close to 80, and our family's been supporting the football since the 30s, and 
we're not big donors, but we put in thousands of dollars. And I guess the thing that is encouraging to me, I see all my older friends that are my age happy and smiling about Nebraska football right now. And I hope you take that into consideration when you go forward. Maybe I'm biased, but I am really happy with Nicky Joseph and what he's done and what he's done to the fans. And the fans are the people that make the program go. They're the ones that put the money into the program and make things happen. And I hope you keep that, you know, in the back of your mind. I'm really happy to see that you're down there, you're supporting him, you're supporting the team. But the other thing, you mentioned basketball. And we look at the coach we have now, and the second and third worst seasons in Nebraska history in basketball are under our present coach. And I hope you hold him to the same standards that you hold Scott Frost. And if things aren't going well after the seventh or eighth game, you're not afraid to put an interim coach in there. And I'd like to know your comment on that. And good luck with the rest of the season. Well, thank you, John. First of all, uh, I want to thank you for your years of support. And uh, I know they haven't always been great years, but uh, it's people like you and your passion that uh, that matters to us. And so your opinion matters as well. Um, I also want to uh, acknowledge and uh, tell you I appreciate your comment, you know, relative to Coach Joseph. And I, I totally agree. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, Mickey's done a great job and, and, and done a great job of rallying not only our team, but, um, you know, creating creating a belief and, and having an energy. That's part of the reason why when we made the decision um, in identifying who that interim coach could be, you know, why Mickey really stood out to me because I knew he had that type of personality and I knew people would gravitate towards him. And uh, I think that's really important. I'm really looking forward to seeing our men's basketball team. Um, you know, I uh, Fred Hoiberg's done a lot of uh, a really good things this offseason. I, I like the approach. Um, I like the changing approach towards a focus on toughness and defensive play and rebounding and sharing the basketball and those types of things. You know, I, I tell our coaches all the time, you know, I, uh, I, I, I watch our fans. You know, I had a great privilege years ago of playing here. And, you know, our fans don't demand you win every game. They really don't. It's more about how you operate and how you play. And, and do you play together? Do you have the effort? Do you have the energy? Um, sure, we want to win more than we lose, but at the end of the day, it's about having teams that represent the values of Nebraskans. It's toughness. You know, it's respecting everybody but fearing nobody. It's those basic core fundamentals that I think Nebraskans identify with, and it's incumbent upon us and me as a leader to ensure that our coaches are creating cultures and programs that reflect what's important to our fan base. And um, I'm excited about seeing where men's basketball goes this year. The ticket numbers you gave out, over 11,000 season tickets for that program, still so as people support the program and at the present time support Fred Hoiberg. Well, it's actually, if you add those up, I mean, you're really close to 12,000 because the other one's just basically a mini package. Right. So you're looking at 12,000, in essence, you know, season tickets that are sold. So, but at the same time, you know, I mean, uh, John's right. I mean, we, we can't take that for granted. Right. Um, and uh, we won't take it for granted. We'll keep holding ourselves accountable and keep pushing. But I'm, I'm really excited about, about uh, what Fred and, and Nate and all of our coaches have done there. Let's uh, head back to the phone. Let's go to West Point. Pete, you're up next with Trev. Good evening. Good evening, sir. Good evening, Pete. How are you? Pretty good. How are you doing? 
I'm doing I'm doing well. Other than I can't figure out what you call the thing on Twitter or whatever it is. Guy, you had me lost. You know, too. We still don't know what it is, Pete. If you know what it is, maybe you can help us. Oh, I'm I'm I still got a flip phone. Can't help you there. <laughs> <laughs> Those are coming back, by the They're way. They're coming back, Pete. This is kind of kind of an odd phone call, but I wanted to call in and just find out how you're doing physically, mentally. It's a lot of stress. What you're going through is a lot more stress than people realize. You're a diehard Husker guy, so it's got to really hurt you. Uh, so I just wanted to call and say, you know, in the deepest, darkest hour comes rises, you know, the the shining stars. So hmm. I want you to keep the faith. I, I, I'm so happy you're the athletic director. You will steer us in the right direction. I have all the faith in the world. But I wanted to call and find out how you're doing. Hmm. Well, Pete, uh, that's really meaningful to me. Thank, thank you for doing that. I, we're, we're doing fine. I've, I've got an amazing wife. Um, she's uh, uh, she's kind of the rock in our family, and uh, I'm, I'm grateful for that. Um, a lot of people praying for us, a lot of people praying for me. My faith is really important to me as well, and, and I'm grateful for that. And I, you know... Um, I care deeply about this place, and we're we're going to work as hard as we possibly can. And and I, I agree with you. I think, uh, you know, I think through the darkest times, you know, if if we stay the course, stay together, and keep working, um, sooner the rain stops, sooner or later the rain stops. You know, but uh, when when it, when the going gets tough, you keep going. You know, that's that's what I believe in. So we're going to keep going. We're going to keep fighting. And um, but I, I really appreciate you, you, you mentioning that. But we're doing fine. I saw you smile on Sunday. You were sitting there courtside watching the third-ranked Husker volleyball team take care of Northwestern. You had some fun that day. Well, it's kind of hard not to smile. <laughs> um, you know, I, I, you know, again, we can take for granted. Um, let's not take for granted what John Cook and that volleyball team are doing. And by the way, they've got a couple tough road games coming up now, you know, going to Purdue and was he, was he, uh, Ohio Illinois State. and then Wisconsin Illinois, okay. next week. So they've got a tough stretch, but, you know, we just kind of take for granted that here's this team and they just have all this talent. I, I The amount of work, uh, focus, um, passion, dedication that that coaching staff and that team puts in to making sure that they have the type of volleyball team that uh, our fans are proud of is, is pretty remarkable. But, you know, I love I love sitting down there because I get to sit right next to the other team and sometimes I hear little comments from their coach or from their players and one of the things that is the coolest thing is at the start of every game when we're doing the introductions and our fans are really into it and the lights go down and we have all the intro I mean just the enormity of it and how important volleyball is in Nebraska most of the other teams have never seen anything like that. They've never been in a venue like that that has that kind of fan support, and I can just kind of see them going, wow, this is incredible. So again, it just keeps going back to our fan base, people who care about us. And uh, But just like we did when we kind of took for granted maybe 60-3 and three a few years ago, let's really enjoy all this. We're not guaranteed volleyball success in, you know, in the immediate future or the long-term future. So let's just really appreciate these young ladies uh, for what they stand for as people, the type of athletes they are. Um, they're the best of the best, um, not just as volleyball players, but they're incredible young women, and it's such an honor to get to, to be a part of their journey. 
couple of questions in the chat room about the attendance record, which now belongs to Wisconsin. Any more progress on how, how to wrestle that away from them? Well, we're gonna we're we're, we're working with the city on tearing down Pinnacle Bank Arena and uh, <laughs> thinking a few more seats. Yeah, we're gonna build a twenty five thousand seat venue. <laughs> no, I you know I've I've talked to John a little bit about it and and uh, we've laughed about it, but we'll we'll see what we can do. I mean, a lot of people have talked about outdoor game and Memorial Stadium and and uh, I'm not sure how that works. Uh, maybe you combine it, you know, with a concert or something and make it a a celebration of volleyball. Maybe we try to get some of the other volleyball teams in the state, you know, to come in there, play multiple, but we'll dream a little bit. You know, John loves to say dream bigger, and uh, there's no doubt in my mind, as we said before, that that's a record that belongs in Lincoln, Nebraska, and so, you know, we're a little bit limited from a facility perspective, but, you know, we've got options. They may not be good options, but we've got options. Fun to dream. Fun to dream. <laughs> want to ask you about another John that's one of your coaches, John Walker. Husker soccer yeah. has now locked up a bid to the conference tournament. Top eight teams advance. That's all that get out. They are now in with two home with a home match and a road match to go in their regular season. That they've shown some nice improvement this year. They really have. You know, uh, I'm really proud of John. I I am. Uh, you know, we we have high standards here, and we 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 have communicated very clearly. And let me tell you something, John and that coaching staff um, have responded. Uh, John has worked really, really hard. And I know what John would say is, hey, listen, it's not about us, it's about our team. He's got a young team. They continue to grow. They're very talented. And so if you haven't had a chance to get out there and watch the women's soccer, we don't have a lot left. One get left. out there and yeah. watch our women's soccer program. They're fun to watch. Um, they work really hard. I mean, that's a hard-working team. They've qualified, and I would not sleep on our team now that they're in the tournament. About anything can happen. So I'm grateful to John and all of his hard work. You know, he's been here a long time. Mm -hmm. He's invested a lot in this program. He's had to rethink some things here recently. He's made some changes himself. He's being rewarded for it. So I'm I'm grateful for him. Last home match, Thursday night. Penn State will be out at Hibner Stadium 7 o'clock for the start of that match. Folks, visit a participating ag dealer between now and November the 4th. Get yourself entered for a chance to win a pair of tickets to the Nebraska-Wisconsin game on November the 19th. That will include a pregame tailgate. See participating ag locations across Nebraska. You could be a winner this season. Need to get a break in. 402-413-2400. Mark in Omaha. Hang on, we'll get your call next. Back inside our Huskers Radio Network Broadcast Center, which is sponsored by Acres, the Midwest premier John Deere dealer, supplying the equipment and service to advance agriculture and much more Acres solutions for every field. Trev Alberts with us till the top of the hour. Still time if you want to be a part of this one with a call or a text, 402-413-2400. To the phones we go. Mark in Omaha, you are up next. Good evening. Good evening, Mr. Sharp, and good evening, number 34. <laughs> good evening, uh, Mark. All of my questions are going to be directed only toward the football program. Okay. Um, I want to ask only you of what you are looking for is where you want this football program to do, what type you want to build. Are you going to go back to the Boyd Epley type of performance days? Uh, I mean, I, I, are you going to make us tough again? Because Nebraska is just not tough like they used to be. And uh, what? One last question: How and what is Mark May doing these days? 
Have a good evening. <laughs> well, I'll uh, I'll start with Mark May. Uh, I think Mark's doing well. He he continues to sort of dabble in in uh, in some areas of the media. I don't know if it's XM radio. I talked to him about uh, maybe a couple months ago, but he's also gotten pretty involved in some some charity work. He's got a real passion for uh, some stuff in Oneonta, New York, where he's from, and so he's pretty involved in some civic stuff. Mark Mark's not a bad guy. He just was wrong a lot. Yeah, you know. I'm I mean, it's one of those things that happens to all of us from time to time. But, you know, Mark, I, I, I really appreciate the question. And while I don't want to go into too many details, I, I will say this. I, I think, um, you know, what am I looking for? I think, you know, first and foremost, to your point, Mark, th- this is a program uh, that's always had an identity relative to toughness. This is a program that was about physicality. Um, you know, people talk about, well, you don't have an identity. Well, there's different types of offenses and defenses. I, I don't think you have to run the triple option to be a physical football team. I'm not suggesting that. But I do think part of your DNA, part of your culture is you start with toughness. and. Um, Maybe I'm just an old-fashioned guy, and I know I'm getting there, at least if I'm not. But, you know, at the end of the day, I think schemes are important. You know, but football, we've made football a very complicated sport. But at the end of the day, by and large, the team that is the toughest and the most physical is generally going to win the game. Now, are there are there things to it, Greg? I mean, are there turnovers? Well, sure. You know, are there other factors, penalties that might get in the way of that? Yes. But football is still a gladiator sport. It, it is it is a game that's won by and large in the line of scrimmage. Now you can you can hide some of those deficiencies, but I I think you have to make a commitment. Um, you know, there was a very clear standard for a very long time about here is that we are going to be the most physical team in a game. That, that, that was just who we were. That, that's what you bought into. And the fact of the matter is there are certain players that weren't a good fit with that culture. That's okay. Probably better they not be here. So um, I'd like to start with that. Very good. Mark, appreciate the phone call. Uh, Time to tell you to buckle up, put that phone down. A reminder from the NDOT Highway Safety Office. Need to slip our final break in. Still time if you want to be a part of it. 402-413-2400. We're back to wrap it up next. Welcome back inside our Huskers Radio Network Broadcast Center, which is sponsored by Acres, the Midwest premier John Deere dealer, supplying the equipment and service to advance agriculture and much more Acres solutions for every field. Final few minutes of Hour 1 of Sports Alley, Hour 2 coming up next after the top of the hour break. We're going to talk Husker swimming. Pablo Morales, you have a lot of great athletes that are coaches. I don't think any of them are better than what Pablo Morales. That's one of the best American male swimmers of all time running nice. your program. Just an incredible athlete, uh, but also just an incredible coach, an incredible person. You know, what I really appreciate about him is, have you ever seen him have a bad day? No. I mean, the guy is, he's Mr. Positivity, cares deeply about those young ladies. And uh, listen, I mean, there's, you know, there's some disadvantages that that he has in the program right now relative to some facilities and some of the competition. And we're doing the best that we can to help him. Never complains. Never makes excuses, just puts his head down and works and does the best he can. Got a lot of respect for him and uh, just grateful he's our coach. Yeah, we're looking forward to hearing from him coming up an hour or two. Rifles also underway, bowling's underway. A lot of those kind of transition sports are going now. Fall all all the way into spring as they get cranked up. 
That's exciting. Right. Exciting. Uh, Curtis on a text line said, hey, I wanted to say great job getting Damon Benning to be a part of the radio broadcast. He has a very high football IQ. The broadcast was great. Well, that's great. I, I really appreciate that feedback. And I, I want to thank you, Greg. You know, you do a great job and consummate professional. And and I'd like to salute Matt Davison. You know, 19 years of service, and, and uh, there's no doubt that Matt, you know, cared deeply and was really passionate about our program. And, and uh, so, but to be able to transition in a way where we're able to go from Matt, you know, Matt Davison to Damon Benning, I thought was really, really good. Heard a lot of great feedback. I know Damon's really excited about being on the broadcast. Yeah. We got we got a ways to go. Let's hope there's some good wins coming down the stretch for this season. By week, off week, the football team needs it. Probably the athletic director needs it too. A little time to kick back and relax. Yeah, I just found out the other day that actually mom decided it's girls' weekend, so my wife will be gone this weekend too. So it's just me, and uh, I'll watch some football, relax. And she's even taking the dog to the sitter, so I got no responsibilities. It's going to be a great weekend. That's glorious. That sounds glorious, <laughs> right there. Hey, our sports audio hotline brought to you by Woodhouse, where you can shop your way from one of the 16 convenient locations or online at woodhouse.com anytime. 18 brands and a huge selection of pre-owned. You can always find what you are looking for with Woodhouse. Question on the text line, Trev, when are we going to see next year's football schedule? Any update on that? Yeah, it's a it's a great question, you know, uh, and some of us are wondering the same thing. So we've got Big Ten meetings coming up next week. We're, we're heading to Chicago, and, and um, I, it's it's close, I would say, even imminent. We're, we're uh, you know, working through some of the final details of it. We'll, we'll be seeing it very soon, and I know it's a really sensitive thing for not only our fans, but a lot of fans. I mean, people are scheduling weddings around it, and they're waiting to know what, you know, how this is going to work. There will be some changes to what was previously communicated, I think, within a week to 10 days, we'll have some some clarity on that. Okay, very good. One last one. I've still got a little over a minute to go. Went to an event at Haymarket Park a few weekends ago, and the entire infield was ripped apart. Are they putting in new grass? We are. Um, you're going to see some real improvements at both of those fields, Bowling Stadium and at Haymarket. Um, you know, I think having a new playing surface is going to be great for our baseball program and for the Salt Dogs and our partnership with with that group. So it's it's time. I think it was 11 years before that's been been replaced. So excited about that and some other minor changes at Haymarket that I think are sort of you know more capital maintenance improvements. And then over at Bowling Stadium, we're going to get turf in the outfield. We're going to have a padded wall for the young ladies. So you know we've got great facilities, but it's really important that we every year, you know, make sure that we're maintaining them and slightly adding to them, making sure the experience of our student athletes is a good one and a safe one. This texture didn't say this. They might have been out there for the Morris Possible Rally, which I heard was great. A it was chilly. It was fantastic. Our student athletes did such a great job, and I got to I walked on a balance beam with gymnastics. I learned to throw the javelin with our track team, and what I learned is I'm not very good at any of it. Those are not your things. Those are not your things. Appreciate you coming in. Have a great week. Let's enjoy the bye. The bye. That's right. Thank you, guys. Hey, Alumni Hall is your ultimate Husker shopping experience with the largest and best selection of apparel, vault gear, and tailgate accessories. Shop there two Lincoln locations or alumnihall.com. Alumni Hall, where the Huskers shop.